Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love is stopped. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams, boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. And a happy Thursday to you. We are live from the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin, my tag team partner, Marco D'Angelo, in the house. Another action-packed show today. Guest list galore. Highlights from last night's resounding Game 2 victory by the Las Vegas Aces. Now up two games to none in the WNBA Finals. And the Aces now one game away, or one victory away from winning their back-to-back championships. That's right, the first team in over 21 years to go back-to-back. So we'll dive into that today. We got NFL, we got college football, Major League Baseball, and of course, best bet segment uh, a day early. So we've uh, revamped the schedule a little bit. We've talked about it this week. Uh, We'll be on the road tomorrow going to New York City, Brooklyn to be specific, for game number three and potentially four of the WNBA Finals with the Aces and the New York Liberty. So we are at the Westgate today, and uh, we've had a pretty good schedule here, Marco. We've gone, our, our normal Friday home here is at the at the Superbook, but we've alternated kind of Thursdays, Fridays, and then, of course, we have Thursday night football. So a couple weeks ago, we were here before the Packers-Lions game. We're back here tonight, and we talk about the Chiefs and the Broncos. I'm not sure how much of a game that actually is, but there'll definitely be some betting action, probably some one-sided betting action on that game. So, yeah, we've got a lot to hit on the show today. Mike Tice will be joining us, former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He will partake in the best bet segment uh, with us as well. And uh, like I said, Marco D'Angelo in the house with us. And Jay Cornegay, the vice president of the sportsbook operations here inside the Superbook of the Westgate, joined us. But it is a Thursday And if the voice is a little drained, I think everyone will understand because we had a wild, exciting game last night. Game two in front of another sellout crowd as the Aces took care of business against the New York Liberty and rolled in this contest last night. 104-76, to a 17-point win on Sunday in game one, a 28-point win in game two. And now the Aces are one victory away from going back-to-back. Marco D'Angelo in the house with me. Marco, you were at the game as well last night. I was in uh, start the game out, what, 19-2 to two last night. In, uh looked like it was going to be a total blowout from the onset. Give the Liberty credit. They did come back in the second uh, quarter. Um, got it down as low as seven, and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, because obviously, and at that point, you know, the gambler's mentality, you know, kicked in and said, 
wow, I should have grabbed some in you know in game live betting when it was such a big lead because just like the NBA, we see how teams go on the runs in you know in basketball. And sure enough, the Liberty did go on that run, got it to seven. But give uh, the Aces credit; um, they withstood the storm kicked it back out in the opening of the third quarter just ended any any doubt of what the outcome was going to be they came out in the second half and just lit them up and never looked back after that yeah the uh, lead was as many as 21 during that first quarter early second quarter and then the liberty came storming back and like you said cut the lead from 21 down to 7 uh, the lead was 8 at halftime 52 to 44 and then, you know, I joked with Becky before the game and said, okay, I know that in game number one, uh, you know, you guys were down by three and Ashante was playing. She was, you know, it was pretty noisy, pretty loud. Crowd was hyped up, but I'm sure there was a lot of noise that I could hear coming from that locker room. <laughs> and uh, I can imagine that was the same thing, too. When you blow a 21-point lead or nearly blow it and it's cut in 14 within a 10-minute span, less than a 10-minute span, yeah, there's some nervous energy in there because this is a New York Liberty team that is just as explosive of the Aces. These are the top two teams for you know for a reason. Uh, they are one and two in every statistical category in the WNBA. And when I talked to Becky before the game, you know, last night, said, you know, the obvious you know question and the obvious answer is like, hey, how important is is winning game two? And it's like you can't understate that. It is huge to win this game two in a best of five series because. They're going to New York to play games three and four where the Aces have not had any success. They've been blown out in those games in New York. And the atmosphere that we have at the Michelob Ultra Arena, it is exactly the same for the Liberty in the Barclays Center. Uh, they love their basketball just as much as Aces fans here in Las Vegas. And you have just as much uh, star power on the sidelines as you do, too, with the celebrities and that sort of thing. So, yeah, this is the series that everybody wanted, everyone was talking about. But I, I don't think that there was a lot of people, Marco, that thought that the Aces would just blow out the Liberty the first two games at home, even though I've talked about it every game, no matter who the victor's been, it hasn't been close. It's been basically double-digit victories in the seven games that these two teams have played against each other. That's amazing in itself because of all of the star power on both teams, but it also goes to when one of those teams get on a roll like we saw last night. I mean, we talked about that first quarter. 70-plus from the field shooting percentage and we're talking it wasn't like they were all you know backdoor cuts and you know rebounds and putbacks they were drilling threes in you know in hitting it an insane amount i think there was something like you know the first six or seven shots were all but one were were threes yeah. and nothing but net right uh, this is hit four of the first five threes <laughs> in that game yeah it's insane and you know and i joked with you and you know nothing against it but She's not a scorer. Kia Stokes, when she drained the three early in the game, I think it was the second shot, I, I turned to Lori and I said, wow, this is, they're, they're going to have a good night. And then she come back and hit another one. You know, She had five points in the first two minutes of the game, and that's above her season average. Okay? You know, and should have kept going. She might have got her Well, I said that when she drained over. the first three. I actually I said, said that I, on the air. Yeah. I said, Kia Stokes has eclipsed her, her season average. Uh, you know, I mean, she's 
she's an integral part of the team. I'm not trying to make light yeah. of what she does for this team, and she accepts her her role. But uh, yeah, you got everybody in it, and you know, and then you know, Kelsey Plum is my favorite player on the team, but she is running a ship right now. Okay, I, the first I know, Asia, you know, gets you know gets, but KP is all over the floor, and. You know, it's it's fun to watch to see this team the way they can move the basketball, and they get production from so many different places. We talked about before game one. Becky Hammond had said that hey, Alicia Clark or and Jack Young could have huge series in this. And then I asked that same question to Asia uh, in the pregame show yesterday, and I said, "Let me get your take." I said, "I got Becky's take." Here's what Becky said, mm-hmm. and then Asia goes, "I think that unsung player can be Kia." And she goes, they give her no respect. They, they leave her wide open. They let her shoot. And she goes, she can make those shots. And not only that, but she goes, if it's not for Kia, I don't get defensive player of the year award again for two years in a row because she helps take up so much space and help down low with the rebounding, the shot blocking. And here we go. And Asia said it. And then, boom, Kia has this great game. My my seats last night were right from the corner where Kia was. And when they threw her the ball, I was like, Oh my God. You know, she, yeah. because nobody's there. Right. You know, it's like right. I have to take this shot. Right. And when it drained, it was like that's you know you just get it. And you could see it on the, uh, the rest of the oh. team too. Whichever she nailed that shot, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. I don't want to say they were surprised, but you know, happy. It, well, here's the deal: they're not surprised because here's the 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 whole backstory with Kia Stokes, and I have said this to her when I've interviewed her. It's like. Why don't you take more shots? And she goes, man, that's what coach says. That's what coach says. She goes, I don't know. I just, because early on when she first got to Vegas, when Bill Lambier was here, and she had played for Bill in New York, and she was just a strictly a post-up player, and that's it. She would pass up shots. And we've seen her do it at the beginning portion of this year, too, where she would be down low, and she would kick it to the corner. Mm -hmm. It's like, take the shot, take the shot. Becky said, take the shot. So if you watch Kia Stokes in warm-ups, you watch her in practice, she drains the threes. Every one of those Aces players Mm -hmm. can drain threes. And they always say, take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. So she'll take one early, especially during the regular season. Mm -hmm. She doesn't hit it, then she's done. She doesn't take another one. If she does hit one, she's ha- it's had a, a few times this year, then she'll may take another one, maybe you know four or five possessions later. Then if she hits that, yeah. no, forget about it. Yeah. And again, but you see how she's been running the floor, filling the lane, did yeah. that again yeah. you know, last night as well too. But that's where the inside joke is with the team. is like they're so in, we told you you can make these shots. <laughs> take the shots. So like when she shoots, it's not like, oh, no, like, Maybe a couple other people, uh, yeah. you know, from the bench mob. Yeah. But with her, they kind of encourage her to do that. And other teams just say, "Oh, they look at their their averages. Oh, psh, forget her." You know, you can watch on TV and see how open somebody is. Yeah. But where I was sitting at, and it was like the pass. I'm right behind the pass. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you got to good seats for you again last night. There you I, go. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Not yeah. as good as Sundays, but they, you know, That's I was good. right there on the, the corner That's of the beautiful. Aces bench, so it, it was good. good. It was good. All right, uh, amazing last night. The atmosphere, the the offensive firepower that the Aces displayed again last night. Two games, they've shot over 50% in the first two games of these finals. Last night, they ended up shooting 53% after 55% uh, on, on Sunday. But uh, Jackie Young, who we talk about, continues to shine here for the Aces. And Jackie is getting it done from three. Jackie Young has it at the top of the key. 
to Plum. Plum at the top now, still with the dribble. Inescu on her. Plum shakes, bakes, rocks to Jackie for a corner. Another triple for Jackie Young. All in all, boom, boom, boom. Hop out a little boom, boom into zoom, zoom. Let's shake it up. <laughs> How about that? A little Rex and FX. A little boom, 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 the zoom, zoom, not your genre? Nefchuk knows what I'm talking about. There it is. Jackie Young, phenomenal. You mentioned Kelsey Plum. The three fest was on last night with the Aces. They hit nine in game number one. Ended up hitting 13 last night. Gray now has it at the top of the key. Fires a pass over to Clark. Clark back to Plum. KP wants another three, and she's got another triple. Boom. Shaka-laka-laka. Boom. <laughs> that was for Lori. <laughs> Oh, you're 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 too much. <laughs> you gotta save some of the your best stuff for you know the clinch. This is the finals. What are you talking about? Oh, but what are you gonna have? There was one, one boom, boom shakalaka last night. There's one boom. Okay. There's one boom, 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 and one boom shakalaka. I, I can't do you control have, it. Do you have anything that you save for you know? I don't say. I, I seriously, I don't. It's not like I, I have the back pocket of like. Hey, let me go to this one. I'm open for suggestions, but right. actually, I don't even take that. I just again, you got to be in the moment. Okay, you got to be in the moment, and believe it or not, that's that, that that's the way I roll. You know, it's also in the moment. The point guard, phenomenal, Chelsea Gray, and Gray still has it, putting on a little dribbling clinic, a la Curly Neal. And what Chelsea do? She puts it in the bank from three, twenty-three footer from CG, ninety-nine on the board. 99 on the board for the Aces, and they end up with 104 against the New York Liberty. New York scores 76 points last night, 82 in Game One. Marco, they 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 can't they can't score. They're they're forcing up threes. They were 0 for their first 10 from three-point land last night. This is a, the team that is number one in the WNBA in three-point shooting at 37 percent. Game one, Becky thought, okay, they're just missing the shots. So we got to clamp down like Because Becky really thought that they were going to come out firing. So she said, attention to detail. We got to clamp down the D. And the Aces did that. So it was more about the Aces' defense, I thought, in game two compared to, to game one. But, I mean, they're getting it done on both ends of the court. I'm surprised at the way the game came out for the start. Uh, I agree with you with the clamp down because it was a quicker-paced game on s- Sunday. You also had... The Aces went to the foul line on Sunday 23 times. They made 20 out of 23. So I'm taking everything into account, all the three-pointers that were made on Sunday. And if you notice, they brought the total out just a tad lower for game two, which, you know, we talk about, you know, the zigzag theory and uh, so forth in the NBA. And I use that as well. Uh, you know, in the WNBA, I thought last night would have been a lower scoring game. Mm-hmm. I liked the under, and that was dead in the water with the start that they had to the game. Chelsea Gray, phenomenal game. Here's what Chelsea had to say in the post game. All right, join us now, the point guard, Chelsea Gray. Chelsea, congratulations. Fantastic effort tonight. Talk about what you saw, and let's go back to the beginning of this game. You guys came out on fire, put up 38 points on the board. What was the mindset, and take us through that opening quarter? Oh, man, our defense really held it down. We were able to get out in transition and get buckets. Um, and we're the, 
we're really, really hard to stop if uh, if we're if we're getting stops and playing in, in transition. We saw you pumped up, fired up, dishing dimes here again tonight. It just seemed like everything was flowing for you guys tonight. Talk about about the flow offensively, the ball movement, and sharing that basketball. Um, it was it was just great. It's really really fun to play out there with these other women. Um, we have a great group of people in our locker room, and I see and I think that's what makes the difference. You've taken the first two games in this series, no easy feat against this New York Liberty team, but again the home court dominance. This crowd behind you guys now 25 and one on this home floor. How important was this to get this game knowing that you're going back to New York for possibly two? I mean, we worked so hard in the regular season to be able to have home court advantage, and so that's what we worked so hard for, and we were able to take advantage of that in the playoffs, so it's been great. All right. Now you get a couple days rest, yeah. get ready to go to New York City. Yeah. Talk about where that focus is and get ready here in the next couple days. Man, it's huge. Um, we just got to rest and recover and get ready for a battle in New York. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a difficult difficult one, but um, this is what we worked so hard for. Uh, we, we took care of business the first yep. two games, and that's what we had to do. All right. Uh, congratulations. Great effort. We'll see you in Brooklyn. Yep. Thank you. There is Chelsea Gray, the point guard. Becky Hammond will tell you that you can say all you want about Asia Wilson, phenomenal, but if you don't have Chelsea Gray, you don't get this far. You don't win a championship last year because of her experience. She came over from L.A., from the Sparks, won a championship with Candace Parker back in 2016. And when she got here three, you know, three and a half years ago, it was like, wow, this, this is a difference maker. And the way she just controls not only the offensive end of the floor, but controls those huddles as well. And when things get tight, she's the best point guard in this league and arguably one of the best point guards in the history of this game. Her and KP, you got to like drag them off the court. <laughs> they 37 and 36 yeah. minutes last night. Yeah. In a and Jackie in, as well too. Play. Now you know those three. The, the, we always joke in practice. You, you got to lock the gym and close them because those three will stay there all day and all night. After the Aces have a two-hour practice, they will shoot for another hour. And with the WNBA controlling everything, the practice times and this and that, and, and they they shut you down like with mandatory media sessions. And then both teams are practicing at the same venue, and. The other day, um, you know, prior to game one, Jackie was going like, what do you mean we can't shoot? We gotta, And they actually had to physically take away the balls. Okay, security <laughs> for the WNBA. And, and it's actually NBA and WNBA because it's the same people who run the WNBA as the WNBA for, you know, these big events, all-star games, finals, et cetera, et cetera. And they actually had to take the balls away. And I was waiting for Jackie because, you know, I was getting an interview for, for the pregame show for game one. And... Um, and I'm going, well, this is good because, you know, now, now I don't have to wait around for an hour to shoot. But she was so distraught. So she goes back up to the security person and says, okay, so like when New York's done, can I come back and shoot? And they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, these guys, they're workaholics, yeah. the chemistry, but all that. You, you know, I don't think fans really get it. Because they are probably sick and tired of hearing an athlete after an interview. What do they say? They always say, man, we put in all the work, the offseason, this and that. We worked hard for it, worked hard, worked hard. That is the truth. I can tell you that is the honest truth here. These players work so hard outside of practice in the offseason to perfect their craft. And what I've seen from Jackie Young from day one she's got here, going back five years ago to today, 
that is a person like Kelsey Plum who just works and works and works and perfected their game, and that's why they're so good, because of the work ethic. In Kelsey Gray and KP with the, I mean, there's not an ounce of fat. I mean, their their bodies are chiseled. I mean, mask, you know, I don't want to say masculine, muscular, yeah. you know, and you can tell they, they're gym rats. There's no question about it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh Talk about the atmosphere last night. You were at both playoff games. You've been to, you've been to several games during the course of, of this season. Just amazing, isn't it? I mean, ten thousand three hundred in that building. There's a reason why this team is twenty five and one is on the home floor, and it's not just because they're talented. They've got chemistry and they're playing well together. It is a lot because of that crowd. Oh, absolutely. And nothing against the Raiders. Nothing against the Golden Knights. There's no sixty forty. 70 30 <laughs> as far as the fan, you know, right. looking in the stands it's and looking at the colors. to zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it's yeah. all Aces fans. And, you know, that's the way you think it should be. But, you know, for this town, it's never going to be with the bigger venues. Okay. Now, not that, you know, what is capacity? 10 3? Yeah. It, okay. For basketball, yes. Yeah. It, so, you know, it's still, a, it, that's a lot of people. And you don't see many of the visiting team, you know, here. Now, is it a fair comparison because, you know, the WNBA doesn't have the fan base, you know, that the other sports have, but well, they keep have putting the, out a each, 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 each place has fan bases, but the traveling fan base obviously doesn't compare to the right. other sports. Yeah. Electric there, and it's a good venue. They love that home. Uh, you see it with, you know, all the stuff that goes on, uh, you know, with the promotions after, you know, miss a slice you know miss twice get a slice and you know you're sitting there and me actually for the first time getting to meet scott this past weekend you know and then talking with him monday when we did the live remote and that you know it was a great promotion but to meet the the person behind it super guy and then you're sitting there and whenever you're going through the game it's like yeah you know you want you want to see that second miss for the for the for the pizza and then i'm like Oh man, poor Scott. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those you're torn, but the atmosphere there for that promotion when they go for the second shot in most of the night, you know, like anytime somebody went to the foul line, I I'd look to Lori and said there's no no chance she's missing too. Right. No chance she's missing too. Right. You know, and then I forget what her name is. Uh, Thirty one for when she went to the line the one time. I said, "Is that a Stephanie shot here?" Olson. Yeah. yeah. I said, "We have a shot here." Yeah. You know, and then later, whenever it did happen, and I was like, and I looked at the clock, and it was like three minutes and something left in the game. It wasn't total bench time, but you know, it's it, it was at that time, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny, the one three three run combination. My my buddy, big game James, loves yeah. playing that 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 the track. Yeah. Thirteen was Willoughby. Yeah. She missed on game one. Right. Thirty one. Yeah. Seventy Dolson misses, yeah. and uh, yeah. So Scott Frost, the owner of Slice, he will join us actually uh, today as well. So we'll get to his his take on there as well. Uh, Slice of Vegas again when the opponent misses two consecutive free throws at one trip of the line. Uh, Everyone's eating pizza for free, and it happened again last night. It did, and there were still three minutes in the game left. Did you notice that when she missed the second shot, some people started <laughs> leaving their seats uh, at that time? So uh, you and I went to Slice after game one. I went to Slice again last night afterwards, and the line was incredibly long. And I actually texted 
Well, I'm checking my phone right now. I missed. I, I must have missed your text. I'll, I'll tell you why. You, yeah, <laughs> I didn't text you. I didn't text you because you had said you were already long gone and you were fighting traffic. I know that you were going to another one of your favorite establishments, so you were gone. I mean, I was hanging around the arena quite a long time. So I get up to Slice, and the line is still there. And then I'd say after about 20 minutes, by the time I ordered and everything, I was texting Scott. And he goes, hey, uh, I said, are you here? And he goes, no, I, I had to leave. And uh, he goes, how's the line? <laughs> I took a picture. And the picture that I took was empty because they did such a great job of rolling through that line. And they probably had maybe maybe three or 4,000 people take advantage of that. And just within an hour, hour and 15 minutes, it was gone. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was it was amazing. And he goes, that's my crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the in-game entertainment is always fantastic. Uh, Ashante performed at game one. Too short performed last night at uh, game two. And, and the stars, as we, as we talk about, uh, are, are there. LeBron James there, game one. Several of the Brooklyn Nets, L.A. Lakers were there. Of course, Floyd Mayweather is there uh, all the time. Uh, Nicki Minaj uh, was there last night. Um, you know, Tom Brady was there in, in game number one. Just so, so many superstars, not just in the sports world, but the musical world. And uh, including um, a very special guest that I had on at halftime last night. So I thought I would share that. If you didn't hear the game last night or the halftime uh, show, um, legendary rock and roll Hall of Famer. Too Short is performing here at halftime, and so we thought we would stay in the musical greatness and the musical genre here and inviting a very special man here. I'm talking about a legend rock and roll Hall of Famer. Yes, the famous guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea in the house with me today. How are you, man? Good, man. Yeah. You know, I didn't recognize you first today because this is the first time I've seen you without a shirt on, man. Yeah, well, I What's do enjoy a suit from time to time. <laughs> and I'm out on date night with my wife, so we came up to see this basketball game. It's a, an amazing first half. I, I can't believe that the Liberty weathered the storm yeah. and, uh, you know, came back to camp. Feeding it into John Cal Jones, you know, and she's putting it in the bucket, making the free throws. So, um, you know, it's a close game. We got a serious second half coming up. Those girls, the Aces came out on fire. Yeah. I mean, seriously, on fire. Yeah. And, then, you know, those guards, like, you know, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young, yeah. Chelsea Gray, these girls, I mean, they're not just making buckets. They're playing serious D. Like, right. they're two-way players, those girls. Absolutely. It's, it's serious, man. And, and it's beautiful to see. And I actually, like, there's things I like about the the, the women's game more than, like, the yeah. NBA. Like, they, they, it's such a cerebral, smart, efficient game. Right. It's incredible, man. But, yeah. you know, Brianna Stewart hasn't been able to get off. They're just smothering her every time she touches yeah. the ball. Uh, Becky Hammond's a great coach. You know, I, I've always admired her. And this is your first time in this building to watch the Aces. What do you think yeah. of the electricity and the crowd here? It's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, they, this town has an incredible... 
incredible team in the Aces, and they deserve all the support and emotion and passion that they get. And it's beautiful to see, and it's great to be a part of it. I mean, I'm an L.A. boy. I'm a Sparks fan. Right, right. But, um, you know, sometimes those teams from other cities are just too good and too fun and too, like, the zeitgeist of the moment in time. They're capturing something that will never be repeated. This is one of those teams. I mean, it's a serious, powerful team. Where did your love and passion for basketball come from? Um, I just grew up playing it every day of my life. All I did was play basketball when I was a kid. I can see the point guard in you. Yeah, yeah. I, you I know, I, I love basketball. I love music. I, I love um, working with other people doing stuff. Like, for me, basketball and music are the same. Yeah. Always has been. You know, same thing. It's like time to solo, time to vamp, time to get in the back. You know, work together, build right. something beautiful. Hmm. Yeah. You've toured all over the world. So much, like I said, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Does it ever get old for you, man? No, I um, for me, you know, life as an artist, it's uh, infinite joy. You know, I love it. I'm, I'm humble. I'm a student. I'm just always trying to get better, trying to um, find new things. You know, improve myself. I love music. Yeah, I love it so much, man. Every every day, I'm, I wake up excited to play it. Yeah, sports and music, man. And there's so love much them. synergy and similarity between the two. Like you said, in the as you know better than anybody, you everyone has to be to have a world class band like you have. Uh, you you have to be on that same page, just like these athletes out here. Yeah, you have to connect. You have yeah. to be able to like communicate telepathically as well as verbally. Right. You need to like look at someone, raise an eyebrow, and they know where, where you're going, what you're going to do. Right. And you know, like these girls. They kept this championship team together from last year, so um, they're really, you know, they have that chemistry, you know, and, and uh, it's beautiful to see. And, uh, you know, the backcourt, you know, coupled with Asia Wilson, that team is serious, man. It's, uh, I, I love it. I love it so much. But the Liberty is tough, too, and they weathered the storm, and they came back, and they better, you know, they better, they better... It's going to be a serious second half. They're going to have to figure out what to do with jean Cal Jones because that girl is owning the paint right now. I know. I know that you follow this league pretty closely. All right, so, Flea, if you had an MVP vote for this year, who would you give it to? Uh, Brianna deserved it. She had an incredible season. I can't argue with that. I can't. I never argue with with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, you yeah. might give Asia Wilson a little. Asia Wilson. Asia's incredible. No, she, it could have been her. I know. If she would have won, and you would have asked me this question, I would have said the same thing. Right. But Brianna's an incredible basketball player, and sometimes it's just someone's time. I mean, look, there were years, like five years, where Kobe Bryant didn't win MVP, right. where he had it five years running. Right. You know, I mean, it's like you can't complain. It's like you know. Steve Nash got it twice when it should have been Kobe's. I mean, I love Steve Nash. I'm not going to complain. Uh, yeah. 1972, yeah. you've been in L.A. Yeah, You've yeah. been a big Laker fan, I'm sure, for all of those years. Yeah. Give me a, a greatest moment that you witnessed in person, either from a, a Laker standpoint or NBA standpoint, um, or a sports standpoint for yeah, that matter. I mean, there's a million of them. Mm. For me, um, every time Magic Johnson went down and did a fast break, mm. and he had, like, Byron Scott and Michael Cooper or Worthy yeah. on the wing. It, it was so exciting. You just didn't know what was going to happen and it was so fast and he was so smart and such an uplifting athlete. Um, for me, that was the greatest thrill I ever got, just watching Magic Johnson run the fast break. My friend, I appreciate you coming by, spending some time with us. We'll let you get back and enjoy the second half. Okay, Great to you. see you. And uh, when's it, we going to see you here in Vegas uh, on the stage? Uh, I, you know, well, we, we already we came here and played the Allegiant Stadium twice already on this right. tour we're doing. Right. So probably uh, not till uh, next record. And, and yeah. 
quick, quick take about yeah. Allegiant Stadium and the fans here in Vegas. Incredible, man. I mean, people always think of Las Vegas as the strip and the gambling all that, and that's all fine. But there's a huge community here of people that love music and love sports. And um, it's a, you know, a, a beautiful community in Las Vegas. It's super diverse. It's got everything. Um, I love it. Thanks for the time. Appreciate yeah, you, brother. Thank you so much. Keep Take on care. keeping on. Yeah, love yeah. watching you. Love listening to you. Okay, thank you. All right. Bye. He is Flea, Red Hot Chili Peppers. There it is. Flea, last night, courtside, came on over, had a great conversation. Reason I was chuck, you know, chuckling there at the beginning of your interview is obviously when I'm at the game I can't hear your broadcast. And you and I, we joke about it. We're alike so much. When they put him on the jumbotron, you know, they're doing all the, and I turn over the floor again. Who's that? And <laughs> she goes, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I go. I didn't recognize him. He has a shirt on. There you go. It's like. <laughs> That's the first thing I said to him. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's scary. So I had to do a double take, too. Yeah. You know, look over and go, is that who I think it is? You know, this is like before the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, so I, I sent my engineer over there, and I said, you know, it's funny because I love my engineers, okay, uh, especially uh, Angel. And he's he's really into music, and he's into sports as well, too. So he'll say, hey, look who's here tonight. Look who's here tonight, this and that. So I'll say, hey, go ask him if he wants to come on. And he, he's not too gun shy. Uh-huh. And um, I remember one time when Kobe was here, um, I said, go, "Go ask Kobe if he wants to come on." He goes, "I, I can't do that, man. I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm too intimidated. This and that." And then you know, finally, kind of prodded him, and yeah. and he went over there and, and said, "Mr. Bryant," he goes, "Would you mind giving us a few minutes with with TC Martin on the the Aces broadcast?" He goes, "Thank you, but." I'm here with my daughter. I'm good, man. <laughs> and then, so he comes back over, and then I said on the air, too, I said, it's all good, man. You got rejected by Kobe. Yeah. I go, you know how many people have got rejected by Kobe? <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. But then, you know, others have, have got, like, like um, you know, uh, Kyle Lowry has, has come yeah. on. There's a lot of NBA guys that have, that have, that have, that have come on uh, before. And so when we saw Flea over there, he goes, do you want me to go ask him? I go, yeah, you know, Absolutely. And he was a little, you know, kind of nervous, but he went over to him, and he comes back, and he goes, he was one of the nicest guys. He goes, absolutely, I'll come on. (laughs) Speaking of the NBA player, how good is it to see them supporting the WNBA? Yes, yes. And it's not force-fed either. Because if you remember years and years ago when the NBA was backing the WNBA and, and basically financing the league for the most part, um, and they wanted this synergy between the two leagues, uh, and now it's so natural. Mm-hmm. You know, again, when these players are here with, for an exhibition game or the NBA Summer League, I mean, they're here, and now they're just flying in. Here, Flea, perfect example, okay? Whether the musical artists or celebrities, uh, you know, Vivica a. Fox was there last yeah. night, Wanda Sykes was there last night, Mark Wahlberg, you know, was game yeah. one. I mean, they're flying in from L.A., to come to to these games, just to come like like he said, he goes, oh, I flew in tonight because I wanted to see this game. Big WNBA fan, big NBA fan, you know, Flea. So and it's a good, stuff. you know, in the misconception that people had of the WNBA is that it's a substandard product. Okay, and it's anything but that. They play, you know, it's forty minutes instead of forty eight. They play the full forty minutes. It's helter skelter. Up and down, you know, up and down the floor. You don't, you know, the season's not as long as the WNBA or the NBA, obviously. But you don't, you never see a player 
I don't see no load management. No load management at all. And like I said, yeah. you talk about you know Gray and Plum. You got to drag them off the court. Now I realize we're not a deep team, so they're going to get more minutes. But when it's a thirty-point game and she's trying to empty, man, you know, she's literally got to pull them off. Yeah. They don't want to come off the floor. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you love seeing that with with this team. And you know, game three is going to be going to be tough. That's game three is going to be really. There's tough. no margin for error yeah. for, for and, New York. And, and New York plays so well there. And again, the two games that the Aces have had in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, uh, they weren't even close. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a tough tough task for the Aces. And uh, like Becky Hammond said, and I'm sure Sandy Brondella is telling her team with the Liberty, saying, "Listen, they haven't done anything special. They held serve. No. They won in their home court." But when it's best three out of five instead of a four different. out of seven, it, it's, it, it's crucial. That's yeah. why last night's game was so big for the Aces. They needed to have that game, too, because if they would have split, advantage New York at that point in time. And Marco, probably from the betting perspective, if the Aces would have lost last night, the Liberty probably would have been the favorite as far as the future for the rest of that series. So, But the Aces held serve. They got the job done, and uh, it, it will be tough uh, for the Aces to win one game in games three or four if necessary. I already know one of my questions for Jay is going to be, are we going to get the NBA uh, angle that the, you know, first half wager on the team down 0-2? Yep. You know, are we going to get that little pump uh, in that line? I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We come back. Jay Cornegay will join us. We got NFL football to talk about. We got a preview tonight's game as well, too. It is the Broncos and the Chiefs. We got college football, Major League Baseball playoffs, Postseason. We are well, after tonight. We could have both the NLCS and the ALCS all set. We got best bets coming your way on this special Thursday edition live from the Westgate inside the Superbook. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me beg. T.C. Martin. Because you are a character doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. This one goes out to Marco D'Angelo. There you go, Marco. You were in this. You were. At Michelob Ultra Arena last night, I'm sure. Too short. Sure. He, he did this last night. I didn't know it when he played it last night. I don't know. Still don't know. You went to the nut stand during halftime, didn't you? No, I had. I got to the nut stand before. Before the. Are those nuts fantastic? They are. Yeah, especially get get them hot. They're nice. Marco, you love your hot nuts. Did you see what I got to put up with Jay every I week? That was your wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> Always and forever. Uh, that was Jay and I's wedding song. I mean, we didn't, you know, marry each other, but individually. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. That's what Seinfeld said. Not there's anything wrong with that. Jay Cordegay's in the house. The VP of the Superbook and everything else that happens with the Westgate and the Superbook across the world. Do you guys remember your wedding song? I do, absolutely do. Okay, what? What was I it? Told, I told you, so it was it was always and forever. He wave. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Was it? It was. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You didn't Impressive. see I remembered I because remember you said that was yours, right? Uh, Wasn't it? No, no. That's just one of no. your favorite songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. ours was uh, Righteous Brothers uh, um, Unchained Melody. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, that's <laughs> Marco. What's your, what was yours? Well, I got two because I, I had two weddings. So uh, okay, okay, right. okay. First one, you're gonna you're gonna be eerie. Here we go. Always and forever. No way. <laughs> Maybe that's who it was. That I had this. Because I thought it was Jay, but it was you. That's uh, right. Second one. Wow. I'm probably the only one that's ever had this song for a wedding right. song. Go ahead. Pearl Jam song. Really? Just breathe. Just breathe. Wow. Okay. So. 
Back in my DJ days, okay, when I, I used to DJ a lot of weddings uh-huh. and all that, you know, high school dances when I was very, very young, going to college, all that stuff, right? And uh, so I had an agent. He just booked, like, tons of weddings and stuff for me, right? So the song that I would play when I want to go get my food and this, that, would be... Uh, Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> just like, so it was a kind of subliminal message for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, say, yeah, uh, yeah. look at this couple. Now, nah, no <laughs> shot. And we would always like take bets, like me and like like my crew that I have with me there to set up and stuff. I go, uh, three and a half years, under over. Oh, definitely the under. <laughs> what's love got to do? Got to do with it? And so I play that like sometimes. So so when sometimes sometimes they would not have a first dance, right? Hey, will you pick something? What's that I've got to do with it? And I'd get these looks like, what? what? <laughs> I, was, I was pretty terrible. Yeah, it is. Nice. <laughs> you, got, you got paid to DJ. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't have Yelp and five-star reviews back then, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, man. Uh, two nothing aces. Yeah. What's, what, how's what? the action been over here, man? I just saw Game Three's not until Sunday. Yeah. Wait, what are they driving to New York? No, 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 no. It's ESPN. We've talked about this. Their ESPN is not going to preempt college football or Monday Night Football, so they they basically okay. can only play on Sundays and Wednesdays. What time is the game on Sunday? Twelve noon. Twelve noon. Pacific. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right at the end of the morning games. That's fine because the feature games are always in the afternoon. Right. Right. We all know that, right. that they start about 1.30. But that's a two-hour game. Yep. Okay. Correct. Not a bad slot. All right. Yeah. ESPN? Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Sound, nice. sound on? The whole book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. Uh, Brown's about ready to upset the 49ers, but hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we know that's not happening. <laughs> What kind of how's the handle been with uh, the WNBA the finals? Yeah, pretty good. good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of aces. It's money. more than what most people would think. Sure, right? you know, but uh, it's it's mostly smaller tickets, and as you can imagine, you know, on the aces, but uh, um, which we're fine with. You didn't uh, take Marco's huge uh, bet on the Liberty. I wish I would have. I told him <laughs> we were open. <laughs> Jeez, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been. Um, I'm not going to say a pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. but it, it's uh, for for most of us. We thought it was, uh, you know, we, we thought it was going to get more attention than what most people thought. Mm-hmm. All right, Major League Baseball um, mm. postseason, man. We've had some crazy upsets. The Arizona Diamondbacks. How much do you love them? Well, we 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 love the snakes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're my favorite team. They knocked uh, off the Dodgers. My favorite team that, today. That had to be great for you, yeah, right? That, it was it was good, but you know, future wise, because the Dodgers, obviously, the Braves, and the others, you know, those favorites that were there since the beginning of the season are usually the teams that we need. It's those ones that kind of come off the pace, like. The Rangers, you know, Phillies got off to a bad start, you know, and they they were up there, and then you start accumulating money on them. It, I mean, between let's say Rangers and Phillies, those are the two teams we don't need, <laughs> and so we're rooting for. Okay, all right, the Astros, we still it's about break even, but we need we need the, either the Diamondbacks or the Braves to win this thing. Mm. I'm getting really tired of all this Philadelphia love. I mean, right now, everyone's talking Philly, 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 and I get it. Uh, they're playing some, some great baseball, but 
it's just so funny how uh, you know a team who is a wild card team and they get hot like the Diamondbacks. Still, we're not hearing that the Diamondbacks are, are getting a lot, a lot of love and respect. They okay, well, whoever comes out of the Philly Atlanta series, Diamondbacks are going to go bye bye. But I don't know. Are you getting a lot of Philly love at the window? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, they look like the team to beat. Actually, <laughs> they they have all the mojo. They're got a lot of hot bats in the lineup, and they get their starting pitching is very solid. I mean, they're just peaking right at the perfect time here. I mean, the only team that I could even think about. I mean, you know, the Astros are going to be, you know, that cockroach that never. <laughs> Seven sorry, straight years, sorry. man. Seven years in a row. Sorry, I know it's incredible, but they just keep they're they're they there, right? They yep. just keep doing it. And the Rangers look like they're hot too. I I I think there'll be a little problem if this game goes or this series goes to five games, being the Phillies and the the Braves and the and the Snakes have to sit down for a while, even if it's just three or four days, maybe five days. You know that really does break up that mojo. I mean, we've seen it with the you know the wild card teams you know going forward and beating these uh, divisional champions. So um, I, I I would be concerned uh, with Arizona just being sitting you know sitting down for four or five days. The last thing you want to have is when you've got momentum is to sit and wait. You you want to get right back out there, but to Philadelphia. Anytime they're hitting the lights out of the baseball, that's one right now. But when you get a team that was the runner-up last year and they're back in the mix the next year, it's just human nature. You're like, oh, you know, now they got a chance to make up for last year. They get back to this. So that's, I think, a lot of the money as well. They were there last year. They came close. And remember, and, you know, we talked about it, you know, they were given the Houston fans and one particular fan, your buddy, yep. in Philadelphia, a, a lot of grief. Mattress Mac was on the show yesterday and talked about that. He talked about that. He goes, well, I'd love to go to Arizona. He goes, not so much Philly. He goes, they weren't, they weren't too nice to me last year. And he goes, but two years ago, Atlanta was good. And you better be careful, my friend, about using that word cockroach when you're talking about the Astros because somebody might be listening because I just got a text from uh, – from the manager, okay. So uh, you 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 better be pretty you better be pretty, better be pretty cool, all right? <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> so you and, and like, he's watching the I, Aces I was, too. I was just repeating wow. what somebody he's, a, he's an announcer for one of the teams that just got eliminated, and I apologize for using that word, <laughs> but it was a word that came out of his mouth first. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He's he works for one of the other teams that. Uh, is no longer in it now. Let's <laughs> yeah. just say that. Okay. Okay. All right. We got uh, football tonight. I love Dusty, by the way. Good. When I was a, that's when I was a true Dodger fan back mm-hmm. in the day when I had yep. no team to root for, mm-hmm. and I always rooted for those Dodger teams, especially over the Yankees. Okay. You're love making, those you're, you're getting some points back now. Okay, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos, the Jay Cornegay Broncos, back in action tonight against mm. the – Kansas City Chiefs. Is there any Bronco money showing up? You know, surprisingly, yes. Just because uh, yeah, of because what, 10 and a half, yeah, 11 and a half. Yeah. You got, you know, they got the contrarians out there that, you know, everybody's talking about the Chiefs. And I do feel like the Chiefs could probably, and they might do this, but they might try to sleepwalk through this thing. You know, I don't know. Have they announced on Kelsey yet? But I, I would think Questionable that, I think that oh. they'd probably want to rest him on this. Um, so he can take the night off and go on yeah, a date. That extra, yeah, get get almost two <laughs> weeks of rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting a text. 
Um, it's not from Taylor Swift. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I told her to stop. Right. Yeah. The. Uh, no. No. I. I. Don't you feel like if the if you were to tell the Chiefs to win by more than twenty one, they probably just could probably do it. That's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, the Broncos are so bad, and when you know if they had a defense, it would be a little different. But when your team does not play defense, you got—I mean, I've never seen so many missed tackles. It's, it, you know, it's really hard to stomach watching your team give up seven, eight yards a carry, or it, seventy points, or seventy. <laughs> yeah, well, Ten the good thing is I stopped at forty-two. Right. Yeah. The thing of it is with Denver, though, the narrative coming into this season is the situation has been they had a bad offense, but they always had a defense. They were just missing the key ingredient. They needed the quarterback, went out and got Russell Wilson. That hasn't worked out, but the offense wasn't working. In comes Sean Payton, supposed to fix all of that. The offense is actually, if you look at statistics now, it's one of those ones, it's which way you want to look at it, because a lot of the yardage in points that they're getting is after games have been decided, but they're top five in yards per play. They're top ten in points scored. So he has technically improved the offense, but what the heck happened to the defense? They are dead last in the NFL, dead last. Well, they lost a lot of talent over the last few seasons, too, with Vaughn Miller and other people as well, too. That's you know, it's not like there's a boatload of talent there on the defensive side of the ball. Last, well, they, they had guys that were performing pretty well last year, and if you remember through first half of the season, before they got worn out because the offense couldn't, you know, they'd go three and out pretty much four out of five times they got the ball. It, um, you know, it wears you out. And I remember last year, I mean, some problems in that locker room between the offensive players and the defensive players. And now, I mean, that's really just caught Bronco fans, caught me off guard, seeing how porous this defense is. Mm -hmm. The MO with the Chiefs, though, over the years, this is the type of game that they do sometimes sleepwalk through. And Andy Reid is notorious for taking his foot off the gas in second halves of games. And that's the concern when you're dealing with a big spread in a team like Denver that has scored points late in games. I mean, look at the Chicago game. I mean, they were getting blown out in that game and and came back uh, to win that game. Last week, though, they got off my betting list. That was that was the end for me. Uh, they when they, they, when they the lost Patriots the on your list? It was, yeah, <laughs> the joining the Patriots uh, on that list of the do not play list for this year. But teams like that, and we saw it last week with Chicago. It's just it's uncanny how bad a team can be until they show up on a Thursday night or Sunday night football game sometime, and they rise to the you know to the occasion and put a, a good game in there. But they're not getting me. I'm not going to the window tonight. Okay, I want to skip to that uh, Sunday night game because yep. the the books have really had a couple of bad weeks now in the NFL. We did we've been doing okay on Saturdays. We've been doing okay Sunday mornings. But the afternoon games, the highlighted games, the games that get the most attention are the afternoon game games and the Sunday night game. And I think we're 0 for 9 the last two Sunday afternoons and Sunday night game. And so what do we have this week? Giants and Bills. Giants and Bills. I think one team is okay. Uh, but here you are again, and then they're just full of injuries again. I mean, any chance 
for these Giants to cover? It's 14 and a half. I mean, I, you know, as much as I love Buffalo, I don't really want to lay 14 and a half. No one wants to lay 14 right? and a half. But there's going to be plenty, <clears throat> plenty of 20, 30, 40, $50 bettors that will. Yeah. Lay 14 and a half. And money line parlays uh, yeah. and just time into parlays. Teasers. Get yeah. down to, any, uh, any coming back there, from London. Any they're chance com- of covering? <sighs> Not yeah. gonna have me there. <laughs> I will be I'll be doing something else on Sunday night. I mean, if I had to play this game, I might actually lean towards the Giants. A little bit of cu- of getting within that number, you know, just Again, I, I really love Buffalo, but again, you, you're coming from London. But then again, they're coming off of a loss as well, too. And I love Buffalo off losses. I've you know, been on them early in the season with that. The only way I could play the Giants is if I took them for a first-half wager and I would need Barkley in in the lineup. And he's been limited in practice all week. So, you know, it, at this point in time on Thursday, I would say he's he's a no-go, and that's my concern. You can run the football on Buffalo. The problem is teams abandon the run because they fall behind, and they have to. They don't try to stick to it, and the Giants, that's why I'm looking. If I did it, I would do it a first half because you would hope that they would have enough success to stay in the game long enough to stay to the game plan You know, and maybe get that to halftime under that touchdown or only to touch because I think the first half line's like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, one of the other options for betters out there would be the end game. You know, let's see how the game goes, you know, and, and then, you know, you can see if they're sleepwalking through it. I mean, cheat that goes for tonight's game or is it something that, you know, they're going to, I mean, you've said it and Andy Reid's got a reputation on these games to build a big lead. You can get a pretty big price on this, you know, for the for the Broncos for that second half or during in game, and I think that goes for the the Sunday night game as well. Marco, Mrs. Marco just showed up. She's playing your song. You can't hear that? No, I can barely hear it. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's... Oh, there it is. <laughs> I don't know what Nubchuck's back here. He's like playing it like really like because he wants us to go to the break. I get that. But then I, I lead right into it. And should, boom. Blast a little heat wave there. I don't know. Jay Cornegate, enjoy your weekend, my friend. Yeah, you too. Have yeah. fun in New York. We'll do. Uh, close it out. It's going to be tough, man. Yeah. You know, don't do it in game three. What, what is the line? Four. I didn't even say it. Two. I, it is two. two. You guys yeah. have it two and you have first half line at pick. Okay. The old NBA factor. Yeah. Um, the uh, you talking about Liber- Liberty two? No, you guys got the Aces, Aces two. two. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> you're not, not like you're the sports book director. It's book director. I told you. I haven't even looked. I was honest. I got to keep an eye on you guys and the Aces two. All right. We come back. Uh, we'll get into best bets coming up next. Our Mike Tice, the coach, is going to join us as well too. Jay, we appreciate you, brother. Always a pleasure. Uh, always and forever. <laughs> Westgate <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> We're down in three. Quick throw. What a catch! Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel.
football. Highlight reel. Touchdown. In the entertainment capital of the world. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. It's the T.C. Martin Show. 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 and 10 for Mahomes. Pressure and he sacks. First one of the day and it's Bosa who gets home. T.C. Martin. T.C. Martin. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. He is electrifying. T.C. Martin. Is this for real? Oh my goodness. Can he do it twice? T.C. Martin. Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. Welcome back here, hour number two, here at the Westgate inside the world-famous Superbook. Mike Tice will be joining us coming up a little bit later on this hour. we got Best Bets. Shout-out to Jay Cornegay for joining us in hour number one. And, of course, talking about the Aces and the Liberty Game 3 coming your way on Sunday. Aces going for the sweep, but it is going to be tough to do that. And uh, it'll be the first team to go back-to-back since the 2000 and 2001 L.A. Sparks, if they can do that. Here at the Westgate, Marco D'Angelo in the house. And a shout-out to my guy, Fernando. Long-time listener, loyal listener, caller. He just comes by and delivers the goods today, Marco. He gave me a bag of ruffles. And you know how I feel about ruffles. Ruffles have ridges with Asia Wilson's picture on it. So shout out to Fernando for for bringing gifts today. Ruffles, some Vegas Golden Knights koozies. Appreciate you, brother, big time. It, Asia left you hanging because I was there. The, <laughs> exactly. I was there the day you asked her. You know, you like Ruffles, and that was she talked about the commercial and yep. that, and she reenacted the commercial for us that day. Right. She promised you Ruffles. Man, Numbchuck, if you can go back, you remember that that day that we. Uh, we're at the facility as the Aces started the season in practice. We've got to go back see if you you dig up that interview. I think it still might be on the website. I don't know, but anyway, um, that 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 specific segment because you're right. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to take a picture when we get off the air today with me holding the bag of ruffles, and I've got my Aces gear on today, and I'm going to text her this, and I'm going to say, I've been waiting a year for you, and. <laughs> And Fernando comes through before you. And I'm even going to post that on Twitter as well, too. I'm sorry she's been a little busy, buddy, that she yeah. couldn't get you your and that's your, what she your told free, me. Your no, free no, no. chips. Nah, that's, that's listen, the, you, know, she, you could have went and bought them. She yourself. told me that she's got bags of these at home. Yeah. But then again, she knows I'm a date snob, too. Yeah. So don't be pulling out something that says, yeah. you know, you know, July, you know, 2023, because I'm not eating them. Hold on. You know, I'm a, I better check Fernando here. What did he do for me? <laughs> You know, because I am a date snob. So, like, all the times you've gone through the grocery store and you've gone down the chip aisle, which I know you love your chips, and you've seen the bag, you you didn't, you, you didn't, like, just, yeah, hey, let me, let me grab a bag of these. No, you know, because I was waiting on her. 
You don't you want to shell out three twenty nine? No, I've <laughs> talked about this on the show before. You better double that price. Do you know how much ruffles are? This is I think it was a terrible Tuesday. You know how much ruffles are? I the wife buys this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. See, I'm the chip guy. Yeah, ruffles like six ninety nine. They're rarely on sale, my friend. Except they were last week. And now I see that's why Fernando. Yeah, look, look at the date. Look at the date. Look at the date. <laughs> I'm not. Look at the date. I'm, I'm not Brett sure. Farr's birthday. <laughs> Brett Farr's birthday. Yeah, it just passed. Oh. Just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, Fernando. I don't know, man. Asia Wilson. I can't the Ruffles it. commercial. Let's hear it. Barkley for the Ruffles. Hey, Charles. What the? It's barbecue time. Nah, Chuck's always been a little twisted. Asia? Jason? Everybody knows you love cheese, old man. So hit six. Let's do this. I do like cheese. Old? Out. Are you calling old Mr. 20 Seasons? 20 and counting. Well, count on not getting picked today. No! (laughs) Ruffles, choose the flavor that speaks to you. I'll be back for you, Tatum. Yes. Asia and the Ruffles. Gotta love it. Uh, all right, man. We're going to do Best Bets, uh, Thursday edition. Uh, again, programming note, uh, tomorrow Brian Feldman and C. Wynn will be filling in. Marco and I off. One of us will be on an airplane to New York. The other, I don't know, probably lounging by the pool. It's what are you going to do? You haven't had a Friday off in two years. It's been busy. Yeah, it's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've got my whole week screwed up because today feels like Friday. Right, it does. I, I can't. You know, you're a creature of habit. I know what, what I got to do, and I and I got up, and, and I'm like, I'm forgetting. I I actually almost forgot two things today. I was like, I had to realize this morning that today was Thursday, mm-hmm. and we're doing the show instead of Friday. And then when I realized it was Thursday, I said, I have something else tonight, and I, I have tickets to Cheap Trick tonight. <laughs> wow! And it's like I forgot. Oh, like almost totally spaced on it. <laughs> Because the tickets are. I want you to want me? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and the, the flame. Look at you, man. Look at you. Every night you got something going on. It's, it's, been, it's been busy, but at least. Okay, at least chip tri- cheap trick. I'm, I'm trying to work my way back to my man card. So the you, weekend was bad. Were you forgiven uh, by, by Mrs. Marco? After taking her to the game because you you know she didn't get a chance to go to game one. I know she made you feel real guilty and you had those primo seats in game one. So you took her to game two. Did, did you re- recover? She okay? Let you, are you out of the doghouse? Where was I Saturday, TC? <laughs> that was my penance. Pink. <laughs> okay. Man, she's got you. you. She because got, of you. She's got, she's <laughs> Because of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. All right, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Numbchuck, what do you got for me? WNBA, Defensive Player of the Year. There's so many accolades. We could just go on and on and on. But the one and only, my favorite, number 22, Asia Wilson in the house. What's up, TC? Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, so um, I've been talking a little bit about this, so be prepared. Uh, I am a little disappointed because you come empty-handed. You know what I was expecting today, don't you? My bottle of champagne. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we took care of that before. Uh, Where are my ruffles, girl? <laughs> I need my ruffles. <laughs> you know I love ruffles. Right. And you That's did not deliver me ruffles. My bad. That's my bad. I did. I dropped the ball there, but I got you. 
What is up with that? <laughs> I got you. I got you next time. You do? I got you with like seven bags. Seven bags? Seven bags, all yours. Okay. So we know <laughs> that our listeners and everybody have been watching the commercials. Yeah. This Charles Barkley commercial with you and him and Jason Tatum and, yeah. and LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> we'll throw him in there because you know he didn't get picked. You know. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how that came about and the actual filming of that. Yeah. Uh, it's been super cool. I think they, they filmed it kind of separate from me because uh, I was – in playoffs and i couldn't stop to go so that's when that went down huh yeah they filmed when i think it was maybe game three or something when we were not close to vegas and it was hard for me to get out there so i had to film afterwards and i had to talk to their cardboard faces and i literally still see them faces in my dreams till this day uh but it was just super cool i think i'm one of the only WNBA players that's with ruffles so it's kind of like a a a, a sibling not rivalry but we're all coming together as family when it comes to ruffles so it's super dope to have them and stuff like that yeah. All right. <laughs> let's hear let's hear Asia in the Ruffles commercial. Barkley for the Ruffles. Hey, Charles. <laughs> what the? It's barbecue time. Nah. Chuck's it's always been a little, a little twisted. twisted. <laughs> Jason? Everybody Bell. knows you love cheese, old man. So he's six. Let's do this. I do like cheese. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> an old Mr. 20 seasons? 20 and counting. Well, count on not getting picked today. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffles, choose the flavor that speaks to you. So how many takes did it take for, for that? Man, yes. it took me a smooth, I want to say a smooth five takes, but the scream <laughs> really? was the one. The scream took forever, though. Woo! It took forever because they're looking for this type of scream, and I can't yeah. scream on demand like that. Right. So, like, I only scream from scared. <laughs> so, like, they had to take a lot or, of different Or takes. what about a game-winning bucket? Yeah, yeah. one yeah. of those. They're like, you know, get an and one. I'm like, but I'm not playing. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot, but no, we had a lot of fun with it. And then hmm. when we went to NBA All Star, we did the hot dog uh, right. kind of stand with Charles yeah. and JT. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. That is cool. Yeah. All right, Asia Wilson, flashback time. Talking about the ruffles. You heard it. Seven bags. Everybody heard it. Seven bags. I'm still missing seven bags, but I got one today from Fernando. Yeah. See. The listeners probably think that when I'm always busting your stones about trying to get free stuff, that it's just part of an act. They don't realize this is your DNA. This is you in real life, always working the room, always trying to figure out how I'm getting a cough, what I'm getting for nothing. I just walk around hoping to get the table scraps that are left. (laughs) For a guy who's always busting my stones or chops or whatever you want to say... You got no problem just being there with me, though. You got no problem being the recipient. Come on, man. Don't don't start. <laughs> because sometimes... Speaking of comps and speaking of food, okay? Yes, sir. Yes. We yes. do have to go back to the studio. And we've got to go to our on-the-spot reporter, the birthday boy, Numchuck, yesterday. It was his birthday. Now, he promised to give me the play-by-play uh, because he had no idea. He had... Mrs. Numchuck. Mrs. Numchuck, yes. Pre- pre- you know, prep preparing the plants. He had no idea. So let's hear it, man. What did you end up doing? Our favorite Mexican restaurant. Okay. 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 So you had a little flaming going. Had to, had to pull some strings to get in, you know, because by the time, yeah. Okay. You, you know the routine. I knew the routine. So, so that's where you ended up. Okay. Yep. Did you get the fried ice cream? Did no. you get the churros afterwards? Did you wear the sombrero? No. It, what what it, about the birthday song? It, it was not a birthday song for me. What? It, 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 it was just a dinner. What about the shot, shot, shot? You get no shot? I will not answer that question. <laughs> oh, man. 
So that's it. Anything else happen? Uh, I'm getting Fuku here in about five minutes. Okay. Okay. So that's it. That was good. So he had a good birthday. Yes. Let me check out the milestone birthday. The big four zero. Big four zero. All right. There you go, man. So I'm, I'm glad you, you gave us a report there. You didn't hook him up somewhere around town. See, I really felt kind of kind of bad and guilty about that, but I did tell him in advance because it's a schedule thing, you know. I mean, he was tied up. He's always tied up. But I did. I, if you remember last week, I invited him out uh, to cool in the gang, and then also I uh, want to take him to Blue Ribbon. But we got to find a night. So the agreement was, correct me if I'm wrong, Numbchuck, that once the finals are over. It's after the finals. Right. A- after the celebration, after the, after the parade, right. after all that stuff. There it is. There you that's go. A, that's what we're doing. Oh, all right. And uh, never know, you might get an invite too. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I want to do that. I, I do, I do want to like, uh, get our crew together. You know, now I know I'm putting myself out there, but I have no problem doing that. In yeah. uh, in. And, and, and taking our crew out, you know, right. for a little celebratory and appreciation. Because I do appreciate everything that you guys do. You should. Uh, <laughs> don't appreciate, tell me should. appreciate your producer and your, your bookend. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I also appreciate our good friend Scott Frost over at Slice as well, too. And uh, he, he, he joins us now if we can wake him up. I, or, you know, I think he, he he's probably asleep because he was up all night because... When we had him on the show on Monday, I believe he knew it was what thirty-three seconds, and all of a sudden, oh no, here we go! Let's let's call the crew and start making pizzas. Well, at least he had about a three-minute warning when yeah. Stephanie Dolson went to the house and played Commodores and brickhoused a couple free throws, <laughs> and then here come all the pizza people coming down the mall. I was there again last night. I saw it, man. Scotty, what's happening, Frosty? Oh man. I, uh, did, we did it again. Gave away 150 pizzas last night. Wow. Again. 150 pizzas. Pizzas. Not slices. Pizzas. Yeah. 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 Times eight. Who so does do that? math real quick. <laughs> we do. Man. Man, we got to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold a, a free throw clinic for the visiting <laughs> team. <laughs> Because whoever taught them to shoot free throws must have taught Shaq how to shoot free throws. Right? Like it's it's uh it's getting gosh darn ridiculous. Well we're listen giving, we're giving away too much pizza. All right. So now is there any shot that you uh curtail this promotion uh, going forward? Uh oh no. <laughs> Wait, he's complaining no. about it, but no. So next year? No. Still going? Is there, is there anything worse than free pizza? Why not? Come on. It's you're a good so, time. You're so generous, my friend. I want to be on your I, on your Christmas card list because uh, you, you're so generous. I can tell. Uh, well, you, you, you've been there. You've gotten some slices. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 I, I, think, I think I've seen you in line a couple. You and Flea. You and Flea were in line. <laughs> Flea and I were not in line. With, Listen. TC was, TC was balling with rock stars last night. I was balling with rock stars, and, and, and Frosty gave me a text. and goes, oh, my God, it's Flea. We got Flea down there. And for the record, Scott, okay, I came in last night, not part of the free slice, okay? I came in and paid last night, you a, okay? You were a, you were a paying customer pay, last Paying customer. There you go. Scott, please. Yeah. please. <laughs> you, you, you've, I got to see a credit card receipt because I don't believe it. I do yeah. not believe Believe it. I have hey, not seen. TC stands for total comp. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> and Scott did say, hey, I'm totally caught there. But no, I went to the wall last night. Yeah? No. no. I, I appreciate it. He, yeah, those alligator arms grew a few inches, and he actually reached his wallet. Yeah, that's it. Don't, don't, don't get used to it, though, okay? All right. I won't. Yeah. I won't. Hey, it I isn't won't. a casino. Do they have surveillance? I want to see the footage. I don't believe it. Do not we believe it. We what, what section were you sitting in, TC? I'll, I'll have to find out. We'll, 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 we'll roll the footage back. Hey, I, was, we'll I think I was in the same booth that, that we were on on Sundays. So there you go. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, All right. Very good. Yeah. Hey, you know, shout out to you for the chips, too, man. I really love those chips, those potato chips. Oh, that the you kettle have. chips? Yeah, yeah, the kettle yeah, chips. Those, those, so, and you yeah, guys those make those, fresh. You make those them fresh, fresh, by the way. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We don't just uh, don't those those aren't coming out of the freezer. Those are those are fresh. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, good. onion dip. There you go. Yeah, I love the onion dip. There. All right, man. So uh, last time we saw you was for Monday Night Football, and now you're going uh, right back to back, kind of like the Aces, going back to back. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock game. Patriots rolling into town. And, uh, again, it is the Raiders Indoor Tailgate Party that is happening at Slice of Vegas, located inside the Mandalay Bay shops between the Mandalay Bay and the Luxor. So you got Sunday football. I believe, what, uh, doors open, what, 10 a.m., Scott? Is that the deal, three hours ahead of time? 10 10 a.m., right, three hours before kickoff. All you can eat and drink, 75 bucks. Lots of games. We had lots of people playing games. It was fun to it was fun to see people playing all the games. And kids can come if you want to bring your kids. Bring your kids. Kids under five are free. Everyone else is thirty bucks. And then uh, adults are seventy five, and that comes with an open bar as well. All you can eat, all you can drink. The food item is spectacular, not just from Slice, but from Who Songs. Uh, you've got the double buffet line basically there. It, it, it is outstanding. Of course, we broadcasted the show live there on Monday prior to the Raiders and the Packers. We had a great crowd there, a lot of fun, Scott, and a uh, great job done by your crew. Oh, thanks. You're going to be giving some passes away, right? You're going to be handing some out? We can hand some more out, man. You're the boss. So there it is. Oh, let's, let's you, hand some out. You, you build a list. Yeah. Build a huge list. <laughs> I, want, I, want to, I want to see Raider Nation out there. They, they were a little underrepresented on, on, on Monday. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Packers. There was, there was, Packers there was, there was, there was, yeah, there were more green. And, I mean, come on. We all know whose system it was now in New England, right? It was Tom Brady's system. It wasn't Belichick's system. There so, he, right, right. Hey, you know, know. We, know, we know, too, Scott, it's definitely not Josh McDaniel's system. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You I said did. It, not me. I All did. right. I did. I so did. Who's, who's stealing from whose playbook on, on Sunday night? What do you think? Who's going to steal from whose playbook? Who gets the better of who? Well, I always am all about the mentor has the advantage over the pupil. So, of course, it's Belichick. And I think Mac Jones is going to be better, especially against this Raiders defense. Uh, the line is only three in this game. Marco, you going to have an opinion on this game? The Patriots are dead to me. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> I'm done. After getting zero last week. Yeah, the the pa- Patriots are on the do not bet list for me. But, you know, if there's ever a defense that they should have success against, you would think it would be the, the Raiders defense this week. But I want no part of this game. Not at all. Scott, who are you picking? Um, I'm going to see if um, for the third consecutive week, Belichick can suffer one of his worst career losses. He had his, he had his first worst career loss two weeks ago, his second career worst loss last week. 
So could he eclipse his third career worst loss against the Raiders this week? I, I think I'm going. I'm going Raiders with a blowout, twenty-seven to three. Wow! Now, if that does happen here, uh, there are going to be some heads rolling. Not necessarily, you know, Belichick's head rolling for being fired, but there are going to be a lot of disappointed fans because I, I guarantee you that, that fan base is thinking, okay. We understand what has happened the last couple of weeks, but it, it's the Raiders. The Raiders have not scored over 20 points in a game this year. They haven't had over 300 total yards in any game this year. And I think this is a good barometer game. We kind of talked about it last week, the Monday night game, because you should be able to beat the Packers, especially with Jordan Love. And what happened? Jordan Love blew up, as predicted, three interceptions, but the Raiders were life and death to hang on to that victory. Uh, this is a situation where, you know, we're – we saw this exact same game last year. Remember when Jacoby Myers was playing for the Patriots and Jacoby Myers gave the game away to the Raiders. Remember that when he made the ill-advised pass? Oh, and by the way, who did he throw that pass to who went rumbling and stumbling for 50 yards in for a touchdown? Remember who that was? I remember the play. Chandler Jones. Yeah, how about that name right now, right? Oh, (laughs) there'll be nowhere to be found. But that's how I still remember that game, you know, and just seeing how that thing unfolded. And again, the Patriots gave that game away. So maybe a little revenge on the mind of the Patriots. So I think it's a barometer game for the Raiders that if the Raiders lose this game, I think here comes all the backlash all over again. It's like, because even though the Raiders beat the Packers Monday, I didn't really see the Raiders beating their chest. Like, ah, oh, like, we're back, we're back, we're back. I mean, they've got a soft part of the schedule they're in the midst of right now. So that's what I think, Scott. I think if the Raiders lose this game or give this game away, man, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of head shaking, you know, going on in not only Raiders camp, but uh, also with Raider fans. All, all I know is happy Raiders fans drink more than sad Raiders fans. So I'm rooting, I'm rooting for a win. I'm rooting for a win. I'm rooting for enthusiastic zombie horde to come pouring out of Allegiant Stadium and come over and eat and drink with us. That's what I'm hoping for. I love so. it, brother. All right, uh, Scott, favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Go. Ah, Californication. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we... We played that yeah. just a, a while back. Uh, somebody else, uh, yeah, I think we played that for our good friend Scott Spritzer. Yeah, who? Yeah, <laughs> or under the bridge, or under the bridge. Okay, yeah. all right. One so. of the, one of the I was actually listening to that on the way home. Funny, you know, you inspired me hanging out with Lee. I'm like, God, I haven't, I haven't listened to them. All right, Some Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, it was good. We're gonna play that now. So, what do you think of that? There you go. We, we play, we play all it. the hits here. That's the TC Martin show, not outro. just sports. Exactly. We we got all that. All right, my friend. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we want people to go over to Slice on Sunday. All right? We'll take, say, the first five callers at 702-221-7283. That is 702-221-7283. And you're eating for free, drinking for free, Slice of Vegas, and you'll get to tailgate indoors, have all the great food, all you could drink, beer, wine, well drinks, F-R-E-E. Not only that, you get to watch the morning games there. They got the TVs going. They got the cornhole. They got the beer pot. They got everything going over there. Uh, and a great, uh, great time that we had on Monday. Wish I could be there, Scott, but I'm going to be in New York City. We're going to miss you. Yeah. We're going to miss and you. you better, and I know you're going to have the Aces game on one of those screens on Sunday. Oh, we will. Oh, for sure. We, we have a watch party up at uh, the Songs Book of Park. 
official watch party. There it so, is. Yeah. You guys got that covered. So that that's perfect. All right, brother. Well, enjoy your weekend. I know you're going to be busy. You're going to have eyes on the Raiders, eyes on the Aces, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun, my friend. Let's, let's hope we're all happy and we're all raising our glasses to our wonderful Las Vegas teams. You got that right. I'm with you, bro. Scott, appreciate right, you, man. man. Take care. See you next week. Take you get, care. There you go. There you go. Scott Frost, owner of Slice of Vegas and also Who Songs, both located inside the Mandalay Bay shops between the Luxor and the Mandalay Bay. All right, you want to go? Let's go. First five callers, you're going for free Sunday. Doors open at 10 o'clock. Stay there and watch the game. Stay there, watch the Raider game. All right, it's free. 702-221-7283. I'm going to send Fernando there. Fernando, you're going to Slice of Vegas on Sunday. You're going for free. All you can eat, man. All you can drink. Yeah. Be, you can wear you can wear some Patriots gear if you like. No problem, man. That's how we reciprocate here. We come back. Mike Tice is going to join us. we got best bets and a whole lot more live from the Westgate here on a thunderous Thursday in the Superbook. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. This doesn't sound like the usual mindless, boring chit-chat. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. Thunderous Thursday edition here of the TC Mart Show here at the Westgate Las Vegas, normally here on Fridays, but we've been doing the alternating Thursday to Friday because of the um, Aces schedule, my traveling schedule, so we'll be going to New York tomorrow for that, getting ready for game number three taking place on Sunday, and again, we have the Raiders indoor tailgate party at Slice of Vegas. Uh, We've got uh, free passes that we are giving away. Anybody that wants to go watch the 10 o'clock in the morning games, watch the Aces game at 12 noon. You can do that, and also the Raiders at 1 o'clock, 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-7283. You are going for free, $75 value, all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink, great food from Slice of Vegas and Who Songs, located inside Slice of Vegas in the Mandalay Bay shop. So give us a call, and uh, you can win your way in for FREE. All right. It is best bets time. We're going to do that today since uh, Marco and I will not be here tomorrow, but uh, Chris Wynn and Brian Feldman will be filling in. We'll let them do their best bets tomorrow, but today you got our best bets. Here's the best bets. Three best college plays, three best NFL plays in a special early Thursday edition. And join us today... My man who was here with us in person last Friday, he had so much fun and did not mind losing so he could buy yours truly and Marco. Well, I think you guys split. I know he's buying me some dinner. The one and only, the former Vikings head coach, the former tight end back in the day, Mike Tice. What's going on, coach? What's up? What's up, TC? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. So, uh, how does I know, how, I know. How does Rams work out for you last week? That's all I want to ask you. I owe you chicken wings. I owe you chicken wings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good job by you. Bad job by me. Yeah, that's okay. Now, I think you and Marco might might have split because didn't you, you guys have two bets? Because I know he yeah, had. Yeah, we were opposite the UCLA Washington yeah. State, and then game. the Kansas Purdue game. Right? Yeah, who did Kansas yeah. play? 
Yeah, he was talking Kansas and Central Florida. I didn't Central, have Central Florida, Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were talking about the game. That wasn't one of the, my bets. Yeah, no, yeah, you were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one of my three best bets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> By the uh, way, went three and zero in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh nice job, nice job. Hey, Mike went and four went, two. Yeah, yeah, I went four two. I want to come back and see if I can get my money back. <laughs> All right, Coach. We'll, 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 my chicken wing. My yeah. chicken wing. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see what you got because I have no idea what your plays are. So uh, we're jotting them down. Numchuck's going to write them down. We're going to get you down here, my friend. So here we go. The coach. All right. Three best college plays. You, now, I expect you to go at least four and two because that was your rookie season there, you know, last week. So now you're primed. You're ready. I know you've been studying, man. So hit us. Oh, I always study, even if it's for my own benefit. Yeah, but uh, you want the college first, team? Y- yep, bring it. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm going to go on. I'm going to bet Washington number seven against Oregon number eight. I'm going to take them. They're minus three at home. Uh, quarterback Michael Phoenix off to a great start. Sixteen touchdowns, nineteen hundred and ninety-nine yards passing. I saw they uh, really did a number on the, in the opening week against a really good BYU team. I'm going to take Washington in that game. And the, the next pick, I'm going to take number 14, Louisville at Pitt. Kind of a boring game. Louisville coming up the big upset of Notre Dame. I think uh, old quarterback, head coach Jeff Brom is doing a great job with that program. They're 6 and an oh, They're up to a great start. I'm going to go with Louisville. And my last pick. I'm going <laughs> to – you got that T-shirt on again? I'm going to take USC. Just <laughs> to know with quarterback Caleb Williams, they're getting three points. Uh, they're at Notre Dame. Notre Dame has two tough losses, uh, 17-14 Ohio State, and, of course, last week to Louisville. Uh, plus three, USC on the road. Those are my three college picks. Ooh. All right, Marco, do you see any there that you uh... – Oh, we got it. We got a bet right out of the gate. We do right yeah. out of the gate. All right, Marco D'Angelo, your three best college plays uh, for the weekend. All right, I'll just start with that one, uh, and it's going to be I'm taking the Pitt Panthers at home. Uh, it's homecoming for the Pitt Panthers. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game, and they are catching Louisville off of the biggest win in Jeff Brom's short history there as head coach of Louisville. I'm going to look for the letdown by Louisville, and I'm taking my Pitt Panthers to get it done in a rare Saturday night game at not Heinz Field anymore. I still am going to always call it Heinz Field, but uh, they are at home. So, sure so, Mike, you should know that Marco is a Pittsburgh native. Is, does that surprise you that he's going uh, with the Panthers there? No, no but I'm not going with Yins. I'm not going with Yins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does a little Yinzer talk from Pittsburgh. Hey, do, okay. do, do, you want, do you want to let Marco know that Tony Dorsett is not there anymore? Dan Marino is not there anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the head coach does a nice job there. I just think right now Jeff Brown's been there before. He knows how to win. And I'm going to tell you, I think the energy from that big win is going to carry this week at Pitt. All right, man. All right. In play number two, we are going to go with Miami. Miami is playing North Carolina. This is a team that better show up this week uh, for the uh, – excuse me. They had a brain – Fart. There's not only other way to say it last week with Mario Cristobal not taking the knee. This team is the better defensive team getting points. North Carolina, yes, I know they can score points, but can they stop anybody? I like North Carolina uh, to not win on Saturday. 
Miami, normally off of a loss like that, TC, you know I give the old dream crusher scenario where their playoff hopes are done, but they're not because they play North Carolina this week, they play Clemson next week, and they play Florida State later in the season. If they run the table, they're still in the mix with one loss. I'll go ahead and take Miami. And the final one is South Carolina playing Florida. This is a spot with South Carolina. I think they're flying under the radar. you got a 4-2 and two team uh, playing a 2-3 and three team, and yet the 2-3 and three team is the favorite. There's a reason for that. I like uh, South Carolina. They've got the better defense. Uh, quarterback underrated. I look for them to get the job done against Florida. Who is Florida beaten? I'm not impressed at all. The two step-up games that they played, they lost this year. Uh, they went to Utah, couldn't uh, handle that Utah defense, and last week just got boat raced at Kentucky. Give me South Carolina Gamecocks. Mm, okay, man. All right. Well, I do not have anything opposite you guys on the college side. I am going to start in the Pac-12, I guess, you know, soon to be the Pac-2 or whatever, with uh, <laughs> these, these teams bolting out here. Utah and Cal. I will take the Utah Utes in this game, and I'm going to lay the 11 points. And I have no problem laying points at home with Utah. Uh, you know, Rice-Eccles Stadium, a very tough place to play. And we know that the Utes uh, can get up and down the field. But what I really love about this Utah team is their defense. Cal has been getting a little bit of love in recent weeks because they can run the football. But just hold the phone, stop the presses here, because Utah has the eighth best rushing defense in the country. I don't know how Cal is going to move the ball. I see this is, is going to be a mismatch here, and I'm going to take Utah lane 11 here. I just don't believe that Cal is going to be able to, to move the ball effectively, especially through the air, because they don't do that anyway. They are a ground-and-pound type of team that plays right into the strength of the Utes, so I will take Utah minus 11. Coach? We got there last week. It was kind of ugly with Ohio against Ohio State, but your alma mater, the Maryland Terrapins, we needed all 20 of those points to get there last week. But I'm right back on them this week as a two-touchdown favorite. I'm taking Maryland against the Illini in lane 14, and the reasons why, we know Maryland's got a very high-octane offense here. And uh, the younger Tua's, what do you like to call them, Coach? You like to call them the, the little Tua, but the, the bigger version of Tua? Is that what you like to call them? The younger big Tua. The younger big Tua, exactly. I think Maryland, they really played well for about three quarters of that game against Ohio State, and then they imploded. And Tua, yep. uh, younger, you know, younger, bigger Tua, uh, threw, threw a bad pick in this game. They turned it over. And then their defense kind of wore down against Ohio State. So I think this is going to be a good bounce back game for the Terps. Illinois, not a fan at all. This team is a mess on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to lay two touchdowns with Maryland. And kind of a featured game in the SEC this Saturday, Tennessee and a and I'm still not a believer in the Aggies, and I love Tennessee in this spot. They have been off for two weeks. They've had this game circled. It's in Knoxville. Get the orange and white ice cream checkerboard end zones ready because the volunteer is going to be marching in that end zone uh, repeatedly in this game. And, again, not a big fan of uh, Brad Johnson's kid quarterback in these A&M Aggies. I like Tennessee and a short price delay here. I'll take the Volunteers minus three. All right, we go to the NFL side. Mike Tice, 
Give us your three best NFL plays. Yeah, I, I was looking at five games. I settled on three games for you guys. I like the Jaguars at home coming back to the state. Uh, plus four in the turnover ratio. Coming off the two wins, I am concerned about the trip. They're getting better. Uh, I like the Jags giving four points to the Colts. Uh, a zone team going outside. Uh, lost their quarterback. Uh, although Martin Minshew, or whatever his name is, has done a nice job. Or is that Martin Mayhew? And so Gardner Minshew and Martin Mayhew. I like uh, that. <laughs> I like Houston at home against the Saints, getting one and a half points. They have a tr- uh, trouble scoring in the red zone. I think they're going in the right direction. I like the things the quarterback is doing down the field with his throws. They're plus five in the turnover, turnover ratio. The Saints are just not scoring many points. They've only scored 19 points a game, and I think that's going to come back to haunt them. I like Houston at home, and I like Philly laying the seven points, uh, scoring 28 points a game. They got 15 sacks, plus three in a turnover ratio against the Jets. Yeah, the Jets looked better last week. They can't score in the red zone. They can't score at all. I like Philly in that one, and those are my three picks. There it is. Okay. Coach and I, uh, we got one in common there. I like that. All right. Marco, what do you got? Well, I hope the one you got in common is the one I'm on the opposite side on because I'm going to start out with Indianapolis. I'm taking the four points uh, against Jacksonville, and this is the second meeting of the season. They played week one. Jacksonville won on the road in Indianapolis. They were minus three and a half in Indianapolis. Now they're only minus four at home. What's that I smell? I smell something fishy going on here. You got Jacksonville returning home from back-to-back games in London. Never happened in the NFL before. We're going to see how they handle this. And you talk about the injury to the Indianapolis quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Going back to Jacksonville, do you think he might be a little pumped up for that one? That was his home until somebody named Trevor Lawrence came along. I like Indianapolis to get the job done here. They are playing well. Uh, This is a battle for first place, believe it or not. Both teams come in with the same record. Uh, My second play, I am going to stay in the state of Florida for a game plate. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, the Detroit Lions come into town. And sitting at 4-1, and one, not a big surprise because next to the Jets coming into the season, who got more hype in the offseason than the Lions and what the expectations were? But nobody thought Tampa Bay would be doing what they're doing at 3-1, and one, especially when you go from Tom Brady at quarterback to Baker Mayfield. But the team has played well, except for that Monday night football game against Philadelphia. I like them as a home dog here. I'm going to go ahead, take Tampa Bay, say they're going to be able to move the ball on that Lion defense and pull off the upset. And for my third and final pick for this week, we're going to go to Monday Night Football. I usually don't use a Monday night game, but nobody, and I mean nobody's going to want the Cowboys this week after that beatdown last week against San Francisco. And everybody's going to point out that the Chargers have had two weeks to prepare. That just gives 
Brandon Staley two more weeks to come up with something stupid. I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to rebound big. They'll have a field day, I think, on the Charger defense. Yes, the Chargers will score points, but I don't see them stopping the Cowboys. Give me Dallas. That Dallas team is just, they're hard for me to figure. Again, not a Dak Prescott guy. Was on the 49ers last week. I understand where you're going with the bounce back uh, theory there, but again, you're going against the better quarterback in that matchup, and uh, I don't know. Coach, how do you see that game? Well, I'm just not liking where Dallas is at right now, um, but I, you know, I can't, I can't disagree with the pick. Okay, Dallas should be a better, better, better team uh, than the Rams, and I'm with you. I mean, uh, excuse me, the Chargers, and I don't know what kind of crazy shit that head coach is going to come up with. <laughs> I know it's true. It, it, that's why they're a hard team to bet on. You know, it's going to be a Dallas, and it's, excuse me, it's going to be a Dallas home game. Yeah. You know, it's just, true at that at that stadium. It's like the team's playing in Vegas. Yeah, the, the, the Dallas fans are going to invade the stadium. Well, it's so. down the road from their uh, training camp home in Oxnard. So yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and we've seen Dallas. I mean, just erupt and, and, and beat bad teams and lose to the better teams. So all right, I'm rooting you on, Marco. I might be able to talk me in just because it's the anti uh, Brandon Stately. At some point, there's going to be a fourth and two at his own thirty. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe a fourth and four. Yeah. Or maybe a fourth and four from his eighteen. You know, something like that, right? All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to be a creature of habit in here and been having success uh, with the good teams, and I know they're going to have to lay a little uh, lumber with this, but I'm going to do it. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football. Just because they're going on the road and playing an early game against Cleveland is not going to scare me off. Deshaun Watson doesn't scare me at all. And sure in the heck, um, you know, um, the UCLA quarterback, DTR, does not scare me at all. I mean, what do you have, three interceptions last week in, in relief of, of Deshaun Watson? The Niners are rolling right now. I know that a lot of people are thinking, like, well, it's a big number to lay. It's eight on the road, and the 49ers could have a little bit of a letdown, and they're going to travel, you know, basically, to, you know, back east. Well, the Niners have been pretty good in these situations. Marco knows what I'm talking about. Opening day, where did the 49ers open the season at? At Pittsburgh. 30-7, to no problem with that team. All right? I don't think much of Cleveland right now. And asking the Niners to basically win by more than one score, I'm down with the Niners. I'm going to keep rolling this hot train of San Francisco. And then, team that I backed last week, uh, and I feel that they're on the right track now, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. They are lightning together, and the Seattle team is going to have to travel again. I believe this is the third road trip that they've already had going a ways here. And, and Cincinnati is only favored by two and a half against Seattle in this contest. Give me the Bengals. I'll take them. think they're playing well right now. And then finally, Coach, I'm glad that I you know you could thank me for this next pick because I had the Eagles against you last week in those lowly Rams, so I'm glad that you saw the light and you're joining me on the Eagles this week, my friend. Be honest, that's why you're on the birds, because you know they cost you some chicken. So now you said, I'm going to get right. I'm going to get on that hot team right now. I'm going to get on Jalen Hurts. E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, late six and a half against the Jets. And I know some people say, well, yeah, that Jets defense, forget about it. This is Jalen Hurts. Okay, we're talking about, 
you know, the uh, you know the Brown, and we're talking about Smith, you know, the wide receivers, the running game started to get cranking. Like I said a couple weeks ago, Philly is getting it going right now. They're not looking past the J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And what happens? Oh, the Jets are at home. What does that mean when the Jets and the Giants play in the Meadowlands? What does that mean? Major disappointment for the most part, right? So I will take the Eagles laying six and a half against the New York slash New Jersey Jets. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I'll go to that game. There you go. Oh, no, I can't. I'll be busy Sunday. <laughs> why, can't that get, why can't that game be Monday night? Then I would go. That would be pretty cool. Would. Would. Of course I would. I'd find a ticket somewhere. Come. Of course. <laughs> Come on, man. No question about it. All right, those are our, our best bets. They will be up on the website tomorrow along with Scott Spritzer, Gilby the intern. And, um, again, uh, join the show tomorrow because uh, Brian Feldman and Chris Wynn will be filling in, and they'll give you their best bets. So we'll have a lot of fun uh, with this, but a special Thursday edition. And I appreciate the coach, Mike Tice, joining us. All right, Coach, what else has uh, caught your eye? I know you said that you had five picks. You want to give us a couple others that you like? Yeah, you know what? I like Atlanta. I think Washington's in a bad way right now. I like Atlanta at home laying two and a half. Um, you know, I know they haven't created many sacks on, on uh, defense, haven't scored a lot of points per game. But I'm going to tell you, I think both teams, uh, if I'm looking for one that's on the right path, I think it's the Atlanta Falcons and it's not the Washington Commanders. I got to go against my good friend Jack Del Rio and I got to go with Atlanta. All right. All right, there you go. We'll take it, keep, keep an eye on that one there. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing you, talking uh, with you next week, and uh, as we get ready to wine and dine a little bit. <laughs> you got it, brother. All Talk right. to you later. There it is. Take Have care. Appreciate right, it. There is Mike Tice. All right, so you got action with the coach, sounds like. All right. Pitt and Louisville? Is that the deal? Pitt Louisville. We're opposite Jacksonville and uh, Indianapolis. Two of them. We've got two that were opposite. Huh? He's got a chance to split. Okay. We're going for the sweep. You're going for the sweep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. I got no action with either one of you guys this week. That's okay. I I got some some other important things I got to concentrate on. That orange and white basketball and that that big trophy, a big silver trophy, and uh, maybe another another ring. I know you want to get it done in... Part of me, you know, would like to see it here, but you never want to see a game five, and that's the problem of home home court. If you're going to win it on your home court, that means you got to have a game five, which is yeah. obviously the equivalent of a game seven. It could happen, my friend. Mm. It could happen. Okay, New York is that good at home, and I think a lot of people will go off of what the Aces did in these first two games, but they were on their home court. This has been a domination of home teams, all right? If you look at the regular season meetings and the two playoff games, the visiting team has not even come close to winning. Not even come close. Yes, you had the Commissioner's Cup game. It was at Michelob Ultra Arena. Yes, the Liberty came in and won. Even maybe more of a reason to maybe like the Liberty in games three and four if there is going to be a game four. Uh, But it would be exciting. I can tell you right now that the powers to be in the WNBA and ABC and ESPN, they would love to see a Game 5. <laughs> we're do going you, conspiracy theory. Do you know? see what the ratings were for the Game 1? We haven't got the ratings for Game 2, but Game 1 was the was the highest rated uh, finals televised uh, WNBA game in history. And Not again, a surprise. 
we've talked about it several times. They went against the you know the NFL. They found a little bit of a soft spot between the games, but still, you're going against the uh, the mm-hmm. NFL, which yeah. is the king of all the sports. So kudos to them. But as we've said over and over, you couldn't have scripted a better finals. If we drew it up at the beginning of the season of who we wanted to see for the uh, WNBA finals, it would have been these two teams. No doubt. All right, I want to thank... Mike Tice for joining us today. Jay Cornegay, the vice president of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Scott Froster, good friend of Slice of Vegas. And again, you want to go to the Raider Indoor Tailgate Party, we'll take a couple more calls. 702-221-7283. You're eating for free, all you can eat, all you can drink. Watch the Raiders game and watch the morning games and watch the Aces because that will be up on the screen as well. Wouldn't surprise me if Scott and the gang, they got the sound definitely on on that Aces game uh, at 12 o'clock. 702 221-7283 if you want to go uh, call in and we'll get you to Slice of Vegas to catch all of the action for Sunday and eat and drink for free. All right, for Marco D'Angelo, T.C. Martin saying so long on my way to New York and uh, the schedule's going to fluctuate with the show here. Like I said, tomorrow, tune in. Uh, Brian Feldman, C-Win will be hosting. I'll be checking in uh, uh, tomorrow afternoon, hopefully, if the flight uh, is not delayed. And uh, looking forward to some good meals, too, Marco, in New York City. You'll be getting plenty of pictures. No question about that. I know you're looking forward to that. Uh, And, again, we'll see what happens on Sunday regarding uh, the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. But uh, if we're staying back there, we plan on doing the show uh, back in New York. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy the game tonight between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Major League Baseball as the Phillies try to close out the Braves. You You got a pick in the game? I like Atlanta first five. Okay. There's Marco. All right. TC says so long for our good friends here at the Westgate. We'll be back here next week, next Friday, because the WNBA season will be over by that time. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Next week.